Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Yitzhak Saflis. He's the author of So, What's the Bottom Line? 76 Proven Marketing Tips and Techniques for Building Your Business and Personal Brand. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Taryn. So I'm going to challenge you right off the bat. If you Google marketing books, Uh 382 million results. (laughs) That said, million. What makes your book stand out? How's it different? (laughs) <laughs> you getting me right from the outset, I right. see. Uh-huh. Oh, well, it's not a billion by now? Okay. Yeah, it could um, be. It's an, an, and counting, I should say. Oh, yeah. man. What I'd like to say is that the approach is very short. Every chapter is three, four pages. That's number one. It's conversational style, and every single chapter ends with a bottom line action step. So the approach is it's not heavy, but yet I'd say 80% of the business challenges that a business owner would face on a daily basis is covered in here in a very human style. So it's not something where someone's going to pick it up and like, oh my gosh, when am I going to get back to it? It's too heavy. No. Yes. It's short, conversational. That's kind of what makes the book unique. It's just very user-friendly. As someone who's Thank read you. the book, I call them sort of, 70, sort of 76 snack size tips. Thank snack you. size. Everyone like that small kind of quick put it in your pocket 2016 exactly right you know it's just easy to read and it flows and and it, it just moves so great job on that tell me about the title you know it's catchy so what's the bottom line the bottom line is part of our vernacular today and usually it refers to the monetary value of something people have a conversation and then they want to know what it's going to cost so what's the bottom line right. okay but it's also referring to a no-nonsense solution to any challenge someone has to deal with and that's kind of what my company does in the marketing field and that's kind of my my mo my style is i like getting straight to the answer i like st- getting straight to the bottom line obviously there has to be a path to get to the end but I always like having the end insight, the right. bottom line. That's what this book is no, all about. No, it makes sense. I mean, it's words to live by. I often find myself in long conversations. I'm like, so wait, so what's the bottom line? Right. You know, like, like, well, well, we, we got off on a tangent here. Exactly. No, no, no. So what's get, the bottom yeah, line? Yeah, get to the... That's what this book is about. And I like that. It really, it gets rid of the noise and it just keeps you focused. Right. Thank you. Um, one of the snack size bites that I like okay. a lot, uh, you have an anecdote in here. One of the 76 tips is about how you found a marketing lesson in the Chilean miners yeah. situation from a few years yeah. back. A tragic situation, which luckily... Yeah. Ended, you know, up okay. ended incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. There's a great movie it. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what, what I love covering in this book. All different types of situations and the Chilean minor collapse. I mean, people trapped underground over two months, 2,700 feet underground. And thank God with a happy ending, everyone getting saved. But what struck me was there was this person, Mario, who came out holding uh, two handfuls of rocks from deep underground. I remember that, right? And he walks over to the Chilean president, he hands him a few, and he walks over to some of the heroic saviors, everyone involved, I mean, imagine from around the world there were teams involved in this incredible rescue mission. And he starts handing over rocks to each one as a tribute, as a souvenir. And I'm like, this guy has the marketing spirit in him. I mean, you can give him slack if he was upset or, I mean, these guys didn't eat a normal meal in almost three months, shower, the whole thing, and he came out and he understood the moment. Worldwide television is fixated on him and on these miners. And he came out and he handed each one a souvenir. Can you imagine how much press, positive press, 
this person got, and of course I had to pick up on it and write a chapter yeah. on it. So what's the lesson? The lesson is a person always has to be at the ready. You set foot outside your door in the morning, you're on display. You have to perform. People are expecting you to perform. It doesn't make a difference the mood, someone, whatever they had, some type of argument in the house, it doesn't make a difference. They have to come out there on display. Some, we would have given slack to this guy Mario or the other 33 miners that they came out in a bad mood. I mean, I mean, true, their lives were saved, but still, you know, they, but this guy came out and started handing over souvenirs to people. He understood the moment. He understood you always have to perform. You always have to be on display. And you always have to market yourself. And that's what we talk about in that chapter in the book. You also talk in the book about spending advertising dollars wisely and this idea of Rufus the dog. Tell oh, everybody Rufus about that. the dog. It's a, it's a cute anecdote. Yeah, he actually won, he won the 2006 at, at the Westminster Dog Show. It's an annual dog show. What people don't realize, and in fact, the New York Times wrote an article about it. His handler spent $700,000 on build-up, three years of, of three-year marketing program in order to position Rufus that he would eventually win that top prize. How much? $700,000. Over a three-year build-up three prior to that That's show. That's correct. Wow. The lesson there that we're bringing out is that people think that just, you know, you win the prize, someone wins the lottery. That could happen, but that's so rare. That's not right. how people are successful right. in today's, in, in, in any day and age, from the, history, from the beginning of time. Anyone who's successful, there was perseverance, there was marketing, there was all types of strategic direction that was done from the outset in order for them to reach that top prize. So anytime you see someone who's very successful, know that there was a roadmap that led up to that, and the same thing with Rufus the dog. So it was a calculated plan. Absolutely. Okay. And, and even then, it wasn't guaranteed he would win. Right, right. But the ones that win, certainly there was some type of strategy and a build-up yeah. in order to get that prize. For argument's sake, have there been really successful campaigns and, and launches that have come out of kind of thin air, you know, that outside of this, you know, a big three-year planning period that or something certainly like that? can happen. But it's not the it's, norm. It's not the norm. Okay. The norm is follow the roadmaps that have proven to be successful and you will be successful. So that said, how does a business grab someone's attention when we're you know, looking in so many different directions? Yeah. Bombarded by so many things. I mean, th that's a fact of life. Today, we are bombarded. Some people still don't realize it. While they're checking their phone and tweeting and doing a million things, we're bombarded. And therefore a company- Ads are flying in and out. Yeah. In and out. And how is a company going to win and communicate effectively with a, with a prospect when that, all that's going on. And the answer is that they have to make sure that whatever type of campaign they are executing, that the goals, that's my bottom line, that the goals are the, clear from the outset and are communicated clearly in whatever type of messaging it is. So let's say it's a, a direct response ad. Is the website clear? If, if that's what you want people to do, to visit a website. Phone number, is the date clear if you want people to attend an event? All that has to be extremely clear because the target market is bombarded, so make sure that your messaging is spot on. C-Suite Radio. So in this age of clutter, give us some real time, real life examples. Are there examples of companies that, that are doing this really well, that are you know, getting to customers through all this clutter and through limited, this ADD you know, I mean, society we live in? A company that does that really well is Apple for example. Let's just take their campaign for the iPhone. They wanted to communicate clearly that it's more than just a phone, it's also a great camera. And it's a great campaign that has users, and of course it's crowdsourcing, they have people sending in pictures from all around the world, but they're clearly communicating because they want to move the needle. Everyone knows it's a phone, but not 
everyone realizes that this camera could go up against some national brand sure. regular point and shoots. So therefore that campaign, it was a branding campaign. It was very, very clear that they wanted the user to take away the knowledge, or not just the user, but the, the viewer of that advertising to realize it's a great camera as well. And do you think, again, there was sort of a three-year process? Was it a long sort of Apple, learning period? Well, again, Apple is an, obviously an incredible company sure. and, constant, and an innovative company. And their marketing constantly is factoring in the user experience and how to communicate that to the next generation of users because, again, they're constantly upselling and, and trying to get people to purchase new products from what they already own. But they have to get the latest, fastest, smartest gadget that's wrapped into this into right. this item. So therefore their marketing obviously always has to package that and communicate that. Yeah, they're doing something right. I like the chapter called Marketing Aside, Some Gratitude. I like this idea, you talk about how offering thanks, it's something we do day in and day out. It's not only a basic form of humanity, you say this is a basic form of advertising. What did yeah. you mean by that? Well, I mean, you could even go back to the case of the miners. You know, here Mario comes out and hands a rock to the Chilean president. He's basically saying, thank you. You cared about us. You didn't just say, you, you cared. We're alive. Right. He didn't just say so long. Right. No. It's an honor to be here on this uh, set with you. I'm going to send a thank you letter afterwards. Uh -huh. Why? Because you'll remember me. He was a mensch. Right. Right. So it's not just good ethics. It's also good marketing. The person who has some gratitude and sends out a thank you note afterwards actually is much more memorable by the person that he had gratitude too. So therefore, it's, I, I like pointing out, it's true, it might be ethical, it might be the right thing to do, it's also good marketing. I mean, even in the age of email, people aren't even sending thank you emails? Just... Yeah, well, I always like to point out, the best is to send a good old-fashioned snail mail sure. envelope, especially with email, because when email comes today, Okay, it's nice, you know, but mm -hmm. kind of like almost performa, yeah. and, and people almost assume that it's okay, it's really an email blast that went out. Right. But when something comes handwritten with a stamp, not mass mail, it goes a long way. It's very memorable. No, I, I believe that. I don't think it's, it's done enough. It's not, it's not used, it's not a, especially in the age of millennials who thinks That's about, right. you know. That's right. It's like sort of handwriting has become obsolete, right? <laughs> you talk a lot in the book about customer retention. I'm just curious, what are some of your, your top tips in, term, in terms of yeah. sustaining, you know, relationships with existing customers? We all think that grass is greener on the other side. Everyone always wants to just... And, and, and that's, to a certain degree, you got to give them credit. You want people to be ambitious and constantly think beyond their, you know, outside of their, out of their box that they are in presently. But yet, at the same time, people take for granted their customer base, not realizing the 80-20 rule, right? It's, it's much more difficult to land a new customer than to keep your existing customer happy. So therefore, whether it's... Much it's harder to land a new customer than yeah, to keep your existing co that's correct. customer happy. That's mm -hmm. correct. And people don't factor that in. They put so much into new business, which of course is true, that's to scale, but keep your existing customers happy. That is an incredible way to really grow a business and it's, it's lacking. People aren't Can, doing that? Do you know how many times a company, for example, will say behind closed doors, they say, ah, our customers, you know, they're happy with our work. They, they yeah. know what we do for them. We really don't need to go out of our way for them. That's such a mistake. There has to be surveys done, loyalty programs, specific outreach to your existing customers in order to communicate with them, hey, I love you, I care 
deeply about you. I care about promoting you. And I really, really appreciate that you're an ongoing customer of ours. Customer attention, that's why in the book, I dedicate an entire section, not just a few chapters, an entire section on customer attention. Right, because clearly it's something that, from, no, your, from your perspective, it's not being correct. done. Correct, not being done enough. And it's crucial. So, I mean, of the 76 tips, is there one that you would say is the biggest takeaway? Is there an answer to that? Is there an over, is there a section you think that? Oh, wow. All the 76, the well, all the 76 chapters, each one tackles a unique vantage point. I mean, sometimes there's a, there's a specific section like we discussed about customer right. attention, but in general, every single one addresses a unique situation. We've identified that 80% of, of what a business owner will face in, in, in a day-to-day -day situation is addressed in this book. So, okay, so aside from the 76 tips then, if I'm, let's say, uh, a new business owner and um, I'm just getting my feet wet in terms of mm -hmm. marketing, mm -hmm. what is the takeaway? Why, why read the book? What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you gonna employ me with? Okay, because during that day, or during any day of a, of a work week, you'll be faced with a variety of issues. Issues that have to do with appreciation, customer attention, how much to devote to marketing as far as a budget. That's all addressed inside the book in various different conversational chapters and with a bottom line action step attached to the bottom of each chapter. Right, we didn't even get to that real quickly. The bottom line action step says. Yeah, yeah it says in one sentence, kind of, it encapsulates as many. If you think that the chapter is long, which of course it's so it's short, short right. the bottom line, you can't get any shorter than the bottom line action step, which is just one sentence. Yeah, no, it's terrific. There's a lot of great tips. And what I like too, if you're someone who's new into the world of marketing, it really, from A to Z, it really encompasses everything. And then it's like, it's quick, quick, quick. So great job. It's really Thank terrific. you so much. Thank you for being here. It's Thank been you. a pleasure. Thank you. And if you'd like more information on the book, all you have to do is go to our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.